Hello! Ah, well this is some tricky anatomy. We're back to the brachial plexus. And we're going to talk about a brachial plexus injury. Let me start my five minute timer, keep me on track. Now this is why we get students to learn about the anatomy of the brachial plexus is because being um, the method by which spinal nerve roots are rearranged to form the nerves of the upper limb, the upper limb is very mobile at the shoulder. So the brachial plexus can be injured. Um, and it can be injured in a number of ways, but today we're thinking about laterally flexing the head away from the shoulder so pushing the head away from one shoulder towards the other shoulder and when you do that you're stretching the upper part of the brachial plexus and nerves are not stretchy they do not stretch so um, if you do this traumatically or far enough then you'll you'll likely damage some nerves um, for example falling off a horse landing on the head and shoulder and pushing them away from each other the other one is uh, is a difficult birth um, and the head getting pulled away from the shoulder of course the nerves are, are quite short at that stage um, so herbs palsy is generally considered to be an injury of the upper trunk of the brachial plexus but could be proximal to it and there's a fair bit of variability there but um it's an upper brachial plexus injury um so what do you see um with herbs palsy so a palsy is a form of paralysis right we've got a we've got a loss of muscle function somewhere and the presentation is that the upper limb is adducted so it's usually hanging beside the body uh, the humerus may be internally rotated the elbow is extended so the arm is straight and hanging alongside the body and the forearm is pronated it gets called the waiter's tip position because it looks like you've got your hand down by your side facing backwards like you're expecting to be um, given a tip um, so what's happened here well neurons from the c5 and c6 spinal roots have been injured um, at some point and they're going to contribute to the axillary nerve the suprascapular nerve the musculocutaneous nerve and maybe parts of the radial nerve as well depending exactly on where the injury is and how severe it is will affect you know exactly how this presents but um, if the axillary nerve is affected, the axillary nerve innervates the deltoid muscle, which is involved in abducting the upper limb and also flexing and extending. So if deltoid is not working, the arm is hanging down by the side of the body. It also, the axillary nerve also innervates teres minor. Um, so along with the suprascapular nerve, which will innervate supraspinatus, which also abducts the upper limb, and infraspinatus, which will externally rotate the humerus so teres minor and infraspinatus are part of the rotator cuff and they will externally rotate the humerus so if those muscles that would normally externally rotate the humerus are now paralyzed they're weak their opposing muscles the internal rotators they'll have tone so they'll pull the humerus into an internally rotated position now the big one is the musculocutaneous nerve. This is going to innervate the muscles, the, the, the elbow flexor muscles. So notably brachialis is the powerful elbow flexor. So if that's paralyzed, then the elbow is going to be extended. But biceps brachii is the focus. So biceps brachii, the biceps muscle, is a flexor of the elbow, but it's also a powerful supinator 
of the forearm. So, for example, if you're if you're screwing a screw into a wall, you do it with a bent elbow, right? And then you you go from a pronated position to a supinated position with the screwdriver. The reason you do it with that bent elbow is you get to use biceps brachii to help supinate. It's a very powerful supinator of the forearm. If you do that movement now, you'll palpate biceps. You'll feel it moving. You'll feel it contracting as you pronate and supinate the forearm. So. With an upper brachial plexus injury, if the musculocutaneous nerve is, is now not working properly, biceps is not working properly. So again, the elbow is extended, but the forearm is pronated because that powerful supinator has lost its tone, has lost its strength. And the pronators win, pulling the forearm into a pronated position. Now, if parts of the radial nerve have also been affected, then brachioradialis and supinator will also be weak, adding to this. There may well be a loss of sensation as well, probably in that arm region, that brachium region, which is between the shoulder and the elbow. And there might be some neuralgia too, some inappropriate pain. And that's my five minutes. Um, so that is herbs palsy. That is an upper brachial plexus injury that's the anatomy and why that that presentation of the arm hanging by the side with the hand facing backwards is as it is when uh, when the upper brachial plexus is injured okay see you next time mm-hmm.